And hello, welcome back to Make My Mayday this time. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host and webmaster of spidey-dude.com. And this time we're going to be covering four issues here on this episode. But before we get started, I wanted to thank our Patreon subscribers, Vigman, Scott, Jurgen, Greg, and our newest subscriber, Joyce. Be sure to check out the page at patreon.com slash spideynetwork where the first three episodes of our new po newest podcast, Voices from the Area Gargoyles podcast, are up and available to, to for you to download on the Patreon page, but coming soon, in fact, coming on September 24th, the show will be debuting for everyone on our front page at spidey-dude.com. So, new show debuting, and we are very, very excited, but of course... This is Make My Mayday. This time we're going to be covering issues 71 through 74 here. And of course, as always, I'm joined by Kelly. Hi, guys. A very crystal clear Kelly because she upgraded her internet. Well, I didn't I didn't upgrade it. It just finally got upgraded. And now yeah. I have to pay more money. But I understand. if it works, it works. Hopefully, so there we go. hopefully uh, no technical issues. I'm not using the soundboard tonight, so hopefully that will uh, mitigate some of those problems. So we will, we will see. Uh, also, you know, last uh, last recording for us uh, yes. for the month of September because I'm taking vacation, which is also why, like, uh, there will be two episodes recording on the crawl space on Saturday. Because some someone waited to the last minute, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, our yeah. So there... I'm I'm gonna buy like a like a bunch of Red Bull. Oh, Somebody yeah. wants to like gift me Red Bull. Oh, that's that's a marathon. That's almost as much of a marathon as I'm about to partake of. The reason we're recording this on Wednesday and not Thursday is because I am going to be traveling back to my hometown to pick up my car so I can dr then drive from my hometown to my new hometown to go see my daughter and my wife. <laughs> and that's a 10 hour drive to my hometown in this particular method of transportation we're taking. And then I have to pick up my mother-in-law and she's going to stay with uh, my, my wife for a couple of weeks. And so, yeah, um, I'm going to be behind the wheel a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm having a great day, though. I mean, like they announced the JMD Mateus Ben Riley stuff. I'll talk. about. I was going to say I was going to say I was like waiting for someone to be like, oh, are you wearing this shirt for that reason? Which, no, I am not. It's been really bugging me with the, the photo that like the cover that they're using. Yeah, because it looks straight up like amazing. Um, Spider girl with the eyes and of course suit. But obviously it's definitely not May but it keeps tripping me up. Right. <laughs> like, well, that's the first time Steve Skaros has, has drawn Spider-Man since 1996. I so uh, I thought it was Todd knock, honestly. It um, does look, it does look a little like Todd knock. Like it's, it's very, um, I mean, it, it looks great. And I, I, I've seen little bits of the solicits here and there um, as I think everyone knows by now, I try to avoid some of the, the Spider-Man topics on social media right now because oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm no. getting tired of the movie situation. Um, because I don't know how many times I have to say that looks fake. That photo, that looks clearly Photoshop. You're a liar. You're crazy. And then it cut like 
like the guy that made the Andrew Garfield deepfake literally came out with the video showing how he made said deepfake. And everybody is sitting here going, the deepfake is fake. No, it's it's not. Again, people need to manage, and I'll talk about. We'll t- I, I will yeah, definitely yeah. talk about this on experience, but but just briefly, people need to manage their expectations, no. because they're just setting themselves up for another Wandavision to be disappointed, like a lot of people were with Wandavision when it didn't I, I go mean, exactly how they wanted it in their head canon. Well, I mean, the, you you remember I I was getting so frustrated because like I could see kind of where they were trying to go, and there was no way to fit mutants in that. And the amount of people that kept shoving this mutant theory down my throat made me so mad that I literally walked away from a show because I could not stay on and deal with that. Like it was frustrating. And I, this is kind of where we're going where it's like, I don't want to even be in the same room as these people. I don't want to have to see them get angry because their fan service and their need to feel seen and heard right is not it is not given exactly the way they want it because it's not it's not going to happen like what it like one of the major things in the trailer literally says be careful what you wish for like if you want to go to a better community to talk about spider, spider yeah. things go to r slash spider girl that's 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 a good reddit page to go um i listen again i'll talk about the ben riley stuff and the jmv matea stuff all on spider experience spider experience yeah um but yeah uh also weird anniversary today this was the day that uh, our site went down <laughs> and uh i just want to say publicly Thank you to everybody for the support that you guys have given me the last year as we launched Spidey Dude Experience, as we ended up launching this show. You guys have always been uh, just so supportive. Guys like Vinkman, um, you've been our biggest supporter from day one. And um, I just really am super thankful for you and your support and just how you've supported this show and all of our shows. You're on the Spider Network. Also, all obviously the Patreon subscribers are huge, and thank you. And I'm really excited for voices from the area. I, I can't wait for everybody to listen to the first few episodes. Um, there, we're, we're up to episode four um, in terms of what in the can and edited. So I'm really excited about that. Greg's excited too, uh, both of them, Greg and Greg. And so uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really Thanks. really super stoked. Uh, but uh, I I would also want us to thank everybody that did help us out during yes. that time yes. um whether it was donating their talents like ron Mr. freaking ron friends i i I, <laughs> I i was going through my time hop i'm not kidding i was going through the time hop and i it came upon the screen grab that i took of us just in pure and utter shock and i listen ron friends we say he's a friend of the show but at that moment it really he really just met and exceeded anything we ever expected out out of anything that we ever did with them and so um cannot wait to have him on this show sooner rather than later but um we gotta get our gotta get our schedules kind of straightened out before i can yeah commit to something like that but yeah we, we need to we need to get back on a regular schedule i know i need to get over the this busy busy work season for me and you need to get kind of settled in yeah, hopefully, um, maybe uh, back down to Houston uh, <laughs> and be in Houston. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, 
hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, thanks, Ryan says, you're very welcome. You're welcome. Always happy to help. Thank you guys again. Thank you guys. Uh, so with that, um, mm -hmm. there was an update to Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I kind of want to. <sighs> okay, I have. I'm going to let you rant. I have mixed feelings on it. Like, yes, it looks very, very pretty. And the updated search filters are a little bit smarter. So, you know, now it's not so hard. Like, you don't have to type in the exact title to find exactly what you're looking for. However, everything has been wiped. Um, so anything that you have saved or downloaded is is gone. It's not there anymore. Anything like I know that they used to track your most read titles and give you recommendations on that. I believe they're still going to do that, but that information has been completely wiped and you kind of have to start all over again. Um, I don't particularly like the new logo. I don't like the look of it. It looks a little weird. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's nitpicky on my end. Uh, it just doesn't feel Marvel. It honestly looks like a Disney uh, mobile game app, and it probably came from Yellow Shoes, to be honest. Um, so maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. But I, I understand needing to update the app. It was time for an update. It was just completely uh, a pain. And then I do have some problems where if you have in Spider-Girl, Mayday pops up. She pops up completely, um, and she's the first person, first character you see. However, when you type in just Spider-Girl looking for the comic, this comic is sitting almost dead bottom, and they're trying to push Anya. But, of course, when you type it in, Anya doesn't show up as the character at all. You have to, like, type in Anya to get Anya. It's very weird. I... I have that. And then also, too, they do this big giant update because, of course, I know you guys want to hear me say this. Uh, they do this big giant update and they can't add the last five issues of J2 back to his his roster. Like, we, we kept saying justice for J2 and it fell on death ears. I mean, they had this huge update that they could have just snuck those in. Still didn't do it. Right. Use the hashtag justice for J2 on, yeah. on Twitter. Let's get it trending. Just yeah. just for reasons. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if we can, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because we'll be talking a little bit more about J2 here in a minute. But uh, yeah, as as Kelly mentioned, this is our last recording for September uh, for Make My Mayday. Um, the uh, by by the end of the month, all of the uh, audio episodes will be updated and ready to go. Uh, for not only this, but also um, for Spider Experience, uh, I'm still working on on some not really edits on this show, but on on SDE and trying to get all the other back end stuff and trying to get everything prepared for our launch for Voices from the Eerie, as well as I'm hoping by the end of October we'll have all of the uh, episodes of ASM Classics up for season one and get started on season two uh, later on this fall. So. More stuff to co more stuff to go, but uh, a lot of a lot of audio stuff. So, but we're gonna get started. Uh, I this time I get to start the recaps. Yeah, because I I particularly wanted uh, seventy three and seventy four for reasons. All so. right. Well, 
we'll see here and here momentarily. So we're going to start with this issue 71 breakdown. It is titled I of the beholder. The inf- uh, it is written by Tom DeFalco drawn by Pat Olive. Welcome back, Pat uh, inked by Sal Buscema, uh released on March 3rd, 2004 cover dated for May of 2004. Uh, so our issue opens up with J two attacking the air. He's got someone's car and they're not, and they're pretty upset. Mayday flies in, questioning things, but J2 tells her there's demons everywhere, but she can't see it either. Suddenly, her spider sense goes off. She's She dodges an attack. She connects and hits something. She decides that she's going to trust her instincts now. And so over several panels, we get her fighting the air. She thinks that they're leaving because her spider sense is tingling a little bit less than before, but J2 realizes that she did not see people physically. And of course population surrounding everybody or surrounding them are not happy about what's going on. Uh, J2 assures everyone that there's going to be enough insurance to cover the damages, which I cannot imagine how big that insurance policy is. Um, but wait, wait, wait. Remember in J2, we do talk about how high everyone's premiums are in, in that's New York true. City. Go, go back to, uh, go back to that J2 episode and, and, and listen, and it'd be good to kind of get a refresher because it's going to, kind of tie into this issue it is um so he uh before mayday leaves um he j2 asks hey can you give me directions to midtown high he's going to be meeting a friend there we cut to the to the buzzes the buzzes it put buzzards because it auto-corrected on me i did Uh, not auto i did not auto-correct that either because i could have fixed it when i saw it and i didn't because I was like I'm leaving that in because I assumed you wrote it that way. <laughs> no, we <laughs> we're gonna call the but the, the team of Richie and, and JJ the buzzers. Yeah, they're the buzzers. They're the buzzers now. It's the buzzer van. The buzzer battle van. The buzzer uh, uh buzzer battle van or the mysterious van that someone should write free candy on. <laughs> the, the panel the the windowless van. <laughs> So the only thing that's missing is the mystery machine. I mean, soings. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, they're owned by DC, so you can't put that on there. Uh, we, but Pat Olaf did did uh, draw Scooby Un- Incorporated for DC. Yeah, yeah, Pat did draw that. Uh, <laughs> wow, I pulled that out of thin air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we see Richie and JD discover that uh, the spider tracer that uh, May had planted on him a couple issues ago. Richie uh, examines it and determines that it's pretty highly sophisticated tech, but it's also sort of ancient. They assert that they could possibly use it to retrace it back to her and possibly, maybe, discover her secret identity. Uh, May calls Stinger to kind of give a bit of a report, or excuse me, Stinger calls May to kind of give a report of what's going on because there's a lot of people that are very unhappy at this precise moment because there's a lot of property damage and uh, she needs to give a statement. And so um, everyone's confused. May's like, I don't know what happened. I All I know, I was hitting something. I, th- there's not much for me to talk about other than I hit something, but I couldn't see it. So upon leaving the locker room, she runs into Jimmy and his cousin Zane. Turns out they're going to be heading to the spider shop later, and uh, they decide to invite May. Brad shows up, tries to act all macho, says she's got plans, but... Uh, and May brushes him off, as we obviously know that Brad... But also, did he actually talk to her about that? Because yeah. you can't just... He was trying to be slick, 
He really was. But consent is a thing. This is true. Um, <laughs> we all know Brad's a horrible person. It's true. I'm just uh, going to keep keep reminding everybody about that. Um, yeah. So we then cut back to JJ and Richie with their gizmo. It goes off right next to the Midtown Police Department, which is, of course, a problem considering all the circumstances with the buzz. And for those that may not recall, the spider tracers are tuned not to Mayday spider sense, but to Peter's. This is somewhat important. We'll get back to it in a minute. We go. We cut back to the spider shop where Zane feels insanely jealous over the fact that this exists, and he wishes that J2 had one. We find out that Jimmy is a Thunderstrike fan. Oh, poor, poor Zane. He can't even get his cousin to be a fan of him. Uh, Zane decides to make the awkward excuse and leaves. May contemplates getting a Spidey bag for her civvies, thinking that it would be, you know, useful, but also she wants to see the look on her father's face <laughs> if she decided to buy it. Uh, Zane decides to use a actual real-life payphone. Um, these mostly don't exist anymore. Just, just, she just, he decides to use it to call May. Uh, of course, she's okay. like... Okay, but, like, this is before, I mean... This, this is, was this is, smart to actually like truly hide yourself. This is true. So I'm glad he had change in his pocket. This um, is true. So May kind of comments, hey, your voice sounds a little different. And uh, we get a, a nice side-by-side uh, -side panel of the two of them suiting up. He talks about, oh, I'll, I'll, don't worry about your statement. We'll take care of it later. I am the an Avenger after all. So we are then introduced, or at least I'm introduced, to Deacon's Den for the first time when I was reading this when I was 14. Um, and I was introduced to Megas for the first time. Hooray! The trio uh, basic Megas fills in or gets filled in from J2 and May. What's going on? And the trio go up to the rooftop where Doc starts to theorize that J2 was the only one not affected by the spell. So they kind of spread out. Um, May's like, isn't he going to, you know, run off and spread out? But uh, no, he's Doc is using astral projection while J2 and May obviously spread out. May is very confused. She's very confused by all of this. This, this is a common theme. I could put May is confused after every scene and it would it would pretty much, you know, adequately portray her her inner inner thoughts. This is you where it's... she she is confused. But um, I think same scene like. The juxtaposition, though, with yeah. uh, JJ uh, ranting to Richie about his his non crush crush uh, yes. on how Spider Girl always stays so cool when really it's just because she's like her father and when she's freaking out she has to be sarcastic. That's literally that's literally it. So it's you know it's it's more she internalizes her confusion and panic. Vinkman does have a comment. He, I bet Kelly wishes the spider shop existed in real life. Yes, no, maybe, of course. Yeah, if it was like actual spider girl things. Because um, even in the spider shop, it looked more like Spider-Man stuff. Spidery things. Yeah, it's just spidery things. And and see, I'm, I'm going to a, a uh, spider shop, sort of, at islands of adventure because that gift shop for the ride is still very much uh spider-man everything so sweet 
right? They have a spirit jersey. Nice. All right. Again, Brad is trash. Brad uh, Miller is is trash. Brad Brad Miller specifically. We we do we do need to keep saying that so we don't get in trouble later because someone could splice us up and just start not things. Anybody really named like in real life, Brad? No, it's not that. Yes. It, it's Brad, Brad Miller. Miller is trash. Now, if there is a guy out there listening whose name is Brad Miller, I'm sorry to tell you, but you might be trash. <laughs> or at least your namesake's trash. Your namesake. Well, I or, hope they weren't named after. Brad I would Miller hope so. <laughs> it's a small world after all. You're not going to that one, though. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to the one that, you know, actually cares about their customers anyway oh no <laughs> all right so may starts to swing around uh <laughs> brian <laughs> reed says when he makes his perler bead i'll melt i'll over melt it oh, no man, you make I... it you take the photo and then you just show yourself uh burning it there you go yeah it's send me the video and i'll play it on the show <laughs> Uh, I can do that. Um, but don't do vertical video. Uh, all right. So May swings around, uh, makes some topical references that are especially from the day. Talk about David Blaine specifically. Um, he's still, he's still a magician. So he's still doing things. Uh, oh, he's still alive. He's still alive. He hasn't, he hasn't murdered himself, um, via his crazy stunts that he pulls. Uh, you know, no one from Gen Z understands what we're saying right now. Look up David Blaine yeah. and on YouTube, and there will be plenty of, of material for you to, to go through. Uh, he was basically, and uh, best way I uh, explain he, it. He's, he, was the, he was the early 2000s mag magician that wasn't Chris Angel. Yeah, I was just going to call him the extreme magician, because like every every... I act thought, he had to do I was like Chris extreme. Angel was the extreme one. Okay, he's there's two different types of extreme. There's the like pushing your body to the limits extreme that that Blaine did, and then you have Chris Angel who is extreme because he's just like gross. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I couldn't think of a better alternative. <laughs> he's Chris Angel's gross. Okay. Um, so, and apparently all supporting cast members that will be in the next MC2 in a couple weeks for the Pearl of Beads. <gasps> so, thanks. Thanks, Ryan. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, follow him on uh, Instagram. Put your Instagram in there and we'll uh, we'll put it up on the screen. For those of uh, the, of course, I forgot to give my disclaimer. Of course, we're live streaming this if you're listening to the audio version. And um, yeah, so. <laughs> all right. She did, uh, made a text something. And, uh, so she starts kind of, you know, following her spider sense and then she sticks her arm out and it looks like her arm's been severed. What? No. Uh, Herc78 on Instagram. Follow Ryan Reed there. Dr. Ryan Reed there. Um, Got to use the proper proper term. He worked um, hard for that. He, he worked. Listen, I have watched him throughout the years work for that journey and uh, it was it was very satisfying as a as someone that's watched him work very hard to, to achieve that, that, uh, that achievement. And so that's really cool. Um, so, all right. Mere moments later, the trio are transported to another dimension. It's revealed that it's nemesis last seen in J J two number 12. 
and he's still mad at Doc and Jay too for some reason. <laughs> it's because he, it's because these two people, these two guys, keep defeating him over and over again. Uh, the trio uh, fight, and May is staying composed on the outside, but internally she is freaking out. Uh, J2 grabs this big giant stick and swings it and knocks some baddies out, but in the process, slimes Mayday. It's pretty gross for May, and it smells pretty rank. Meanwhile, uh, we cut, we juxtapose with this with Peter still being uh, stalked, not stacked, by the Buzz guys. Um, they have it convinced that the young officer who is telling Peter about the property damage, she comes in and says, hey, have you noticed anything going on? They walk out together, and the two of them only see the female officer. So they're, they're just like un under the assumption that it's that it's her. And she's telling Peter about the property damage that was done from earlier and how it was Spider-Girl and J2. And Peter's kind of skeptical a little bit, but his spider sense keeps going off. And he's trying to figure out where it's coming from. Uh, meanwhile, J May and J2 decide that... Uh, J2 is like, do you see this big giant doohickey off, this, off, off in the distance? May, of course, can't see it. So he's like, well, let's just do our fastball special. And so he throws her towards it, and she uses webs up her arm and uses the webbed up arm to destroy the device. And in an instant, goes from not seeing, seeing just Doc and J2 to seeing the entire monster horde. This causes her to see everything. Once this was down, this was like the shields going down, so to speak. And the trio decided to nope out of there. Doc uses some spells to seal things off, and more or less, the day is saved. They, when they get out of this, this dimension, they get transported into an alley. The person who owns the alley, or owns the building in front of the alley, yells at them due to the property damage that they, they caused earlier. May slinks off. J2 is there to kind of try to well, the situation and, and assure him that there's no going to be no more property damage. May, uh, she then heads home where, the, where when she gets home, she realizes she just wants a nothing but a nice warm bath. And Peter's in her room going, you've got some explaining to do, Lucy. Uh, so Peter wants her to explain herself how she caused hundreds of thousands of dollars of property damage. And then May just kind of looks at the, uh, at the reader, kind of in that classic sitcom, like, Breaks oh, the fourth wall. Breaks yeah. the fourth wall for a second. And that is the end of the issue. So I turn it over to Kelly. Kelly, what yeah, is Yeah, so box? do I want to comment on the cover or not? Because this is kind of where the covers are slightly not my favorite. <sighs> okay, so this is like the... The last several issues, if you look, if you're looking on Marvel Unlimited or you've got the I've got the issues in front of you and you like set them out, they're very poster. Yeah, but this this, this one, one is kind of the one like this is one that unfortunately I generally don't reread this issue as much as I should because I love the story. It's very cute. It's just the cover is a little awkward, and I might call it the pole dancing cover because oh, yeah. it looks like when, a pole when, when she when i saw that in the notes today um i don't think i'm wrong but i feel like i, I need to at least say it and i'm not trying to make people feel weird or bad it's okay just, it's an awkward cover ron me. was going through some stuff he told me <laughs> okay <laughs> you, i don't know i'm not 
sitting here like say I'm just saying that it's just it it is cheesecakey. Slight, it's a slightly weird cover to me. It, it's very it's very indicative of its era. Truth be told, yes, if you go it through is, but... any female led title, it was the ch- cheesecake was the expectation. But but, but it's unfortunately, a, it's a teenage girl. I agree. <laughs> um, I, I just it's it's nothing like because clearly it's you know on the uh, you know uh, on on a web. It's just uh, that web is very straight and. Yeah, I I don't. I, this is like anyway, one of my least favorite covers, and it's funny I, because well, and, one of my yeah, one of my favorites well, comes up later. <laughs> exactly it's this is i just feel like i need to mention the slightly awkward cover because i feel like if someone's reading along with us it might be something that they're thinking twice about i don't know i just feel like i have to say it i feel bad but going back to the story um i i was like i i didn't realize just how dated um magnus's uh, little speech was where he's introducing himself to May until rereading it this morning and going, huh? Because uh, I think yeah, that's where like I was like the the TiVo back back when TiVo was such a big deal and brand new and not in everybody's cable box and now people don't even have cable. Uh, yeah, D- DVRs. I mean, now it's all in the cloud. I mean, just just how far technology has come since the advent of TiVo. I mean, I mean, in folks. In fairness, it, this was two thousand three, so we're just old. This is almost twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. yeah. Anyway, sorry, uh, but yeah, and then of course, like I said, like, does anyone know who David Blaine is anymore? Which we've already covered. Um, let's see. Yeah. He, he mentions punk uh then may mentions punked and jamie kennedy um yeah the jamie kennedy experiment that was a show on cw wasn't it i forgot about he, that well it wasn't cw because cw didn't start until 2009 so it was oh, still wb yeah, it was still but WB. yeah but see like even the line though makes it sound like jamie kennedy was a part of punked and that's not true it was dax shepherd uh, yeah, married Kristen Bell, who was Veronica Mars at this point in time. Well, it was started by um, Ashton Kutcher, wasn't it? Well, Punk yeah, Punk is Ashton Kutcher, yeah. And mm. he's the one he hired Dax and a couple other that's right. That's comedians. how Dax but, got like, kind of Jamie Kennedy then had a his own show very similar, right? Yeah, right. there were, yeah, that was like during the era of like, let's do um, what is that, uh, uh Candid Camera. But like, yeah. Well, I mean, they modern. still do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's still I think there's like impractical jokers or something like it still happens. There's still shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, that was like the, the big thing. Um, and then of course I, you know, like I, I guess my thing is, is I was trying to like in my notes write how like I don't have a whole lot of notes for this issue just because mystic stuff isn't really all my. Like, it's not my jam when it comes to Spidey comics, uh, which I know is very strange. Why wouldn't I like Mystic Because you stuff? like spooky things. I do like spooky things, just not with my, my spider people. Right. Um, because I can't trust trust it with my spider people. Um, oh. But this, this, is a, this is a really fun romp with J2. And, you know, you got to know we all love J2. 
because uh, justice for J2. And yeah, then it's, then I just have my rant about the justice for J2. Um, but I also, I really liked the second story a lot here. I liked JJ and Richie finding the spider tracer and reworking it. Like they managed to rework it and find a spider, the spider it actually works on, which is Peter, but they don't know it. And just it is like, kind of humorous. Yeah. And and just seeing JJ kind of protesting too much a little bit about um, how he feels about Spider Girl. Cause it's very clear he's very much watching her closely. And I, I think I wrote it's it's a little bit of like a Helga G Pataki thing going on. Where that would be a Hey it, Arnold reference for yeah, all you Jim hey Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but old. like, he, it's just, you know, he's so annoyed at how much he likes her is really what it gets down to. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just really funny to me. Um, and then of course I, I kind of wanted more from the, that story. Like it would have been really funny if Peter had figured out that it was two, two kids in a van and like maybe realized it was JJ. Cause I assume by now he knows JJ's the buzz. And I maybe. would assume that he would have met Richie because him and Randy were friends. Yeah. But so it would be like, Randy, Oh, look. when did Randy die here though? Cause like Richie was, uh, Oh, a that's kid. a, that's a good question. So again, but my, my thing is, is just, it's like, I would assume by now he knows, you know, did from May that JJ is the buzz. And, this is where I wish I had Frogo. Did Randy die too, or was it just Robbie? So, you're right. I don't know. I think Ran I, I, we don't really see Richie's family, so that's true. You know that that'd be, that'd be kind yeah, of. I might be misremembering that. I don't know. I, I know we know Robbie's dead. Yeah, because that's what um, he was killed by Doc Ock, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be well. Yeah, I—I I mean, I would assume Peter would know both of them. Uh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't think right. he would know that Richie is the man, man in the chair for JJ. Because right, he would just be able like, to recognize them just as like people. Yeah. That's so, but I, anyway, right, I just—I just think it would be a really funny if he had realized like what had happened I because I feel like that would have been the that would have been a more funny argument conversation of saying okay so you used a spider tracer but you didn't get it back right because like this yeah. actually is like that's actually a serious situation because if jj and richie realized that peter was there right. that would have outed both of them ultimately because they would have realized that that was may's dad and why is it connecting to may's dad yeah yeah, no, that's it's that, a really close call, and I really wanted I almost want more out of that, right? Um, even though I like both stories, it's just you know, as funny as it is, that could have had very serious implications had that been explored more. And that's I kind of wanted, I would have loved to have seen it. I don't know, right. that's really my thoughts on it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree, like, I think that's a yeah, I, I think that there was some meat left on the bone here. Yeah. Um, but it's not that I don't don't dislike the issue, and I, I think we we both love it. I, I, first of all, welcome back, Pat. It's always good to get yeah. to have Pat pop in. Uh, I think if I'm remembering correctly, I don't. I think there may be one more issue after this episode where There's he does. There's a few. 
because I have one, uh, I think 74 is yeah. also by Pat. Uh, then there's the one after uh, the engagement party. Okay. Uh, there, I knew uh, there was only like course, a handful. Left yeah, it's only a handful, but there's there's a few. And then if, at least in terms of Spider-Girl, I'm not sure if any... I don't think he did any amazing. I think Ron and Tom did no, all no, the No, 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 no. I'm talking about, but like, I can't remember who drew Last Hero and Last Planet. Okay, so uh, he drew um, Last Hero Standing. Yeah, so that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, he so, drew, and I think he did both. I think he did Last Hero and Last Planet. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see a lot more of Pat. Yeah, yeah. Up. Pat's, uh, so, Pat's not gone forever. No. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I think your final thought was issue is cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But like I said, it's, I think my main stuff, especially going back and rereading this is just like, man, that second story would have been a lot of fun if we had gotten just a little bit more. I agree. But it that. does raise very serious <laughs> implications <laughs> if the teenage boys were a little bit smarter. Yeah. Uh, Vinkman does confirm Pat did both yeah. of those miniseries, which we'll cover in future episodes. We will, because uh, it doesn't uh, come in until the 80s. Yes, and so. we'll talk about how all that happened. Um, yeah, so for me, this was my first time seeing Doc and J2 when I was collecting originally. So, like, rereading this, I got a little bit of nostalgia. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I had read the preview of J2 when it first came out, obviously, as I talked about in the J2 episode. But it wasn't until years later, obviously, that I read the entire run. So it's nice to kind of revisit this in my brain here. Um, really enjoyed. Uh, this is where I wish I had my individual issues with me instead of having to read them on Marvel Unlimited because Marvel Unlimited doesn't give me the letters pages. I know I've got a letter coming up in one of these issues between here and 80. Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought Pat's artwork was really great. Um, uh, Sal's inks are exceptional here. Uh, the cover is probably my least favorite thing about the issue. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. I did not feel overwhelmed reading this issue coming into it like May did. Mm -hmm. um, it was very easy for me to pick up and understand what's going on. But if you went back and read the J2 issues, you definitely have a greater appreciation for this issue now that i've went recently very recently and reread that and reading it here so uh very good issue uh the the, the scripting is very good the, the jj and richie are are kind of funny and this is my first i think the first time they're, we're seeing they're a dynamic duo we just don't get enough of <laughs> right and i you know the fact that they got their own subplot drawn by Pat here was kind of fun too for mm -hmm. me at least because normally when they they showed up it was usually accompanied by Ron so getting to see you know um Pat kind of do things was kind of cool also i i i dig uh the hairstyle with uh with Pat here um so this is his first time drawing that new hairstyle that we mm -hmm. we got a couple issues ago so that's that's kind of good um <laughs> I love that this is going to be an ongoing, the, the slimed costume is going to be an ongoing subplot for the rest of this episode. <laughs> it's not even slime. Just the costume gets trashed. Yeah. The, the, this entire episode in our review is just all about wardrobe mishaps. how much 
damage May does to her clothes. <laughs> she is, uh, she's not, she doesn't take care of the suit as well as she should. Um, so that's Which kind of what we're seeing. Problems later, but um, yeah. we know where it's going. Yeah. Longtime readers know where it's going. But um, yeah, yeah, so like I say, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this issue a lot. I don't have a I don't have a ton of notes on it because it just is a really enjoyable kind of one and done issue, but not. It's definitely part of the ongoing narrative, and these 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 issues are are one and done considered because I don't have the part one of two or part one of four, but they really are done in that classic style where little nuggets get picked up throughout the issues. And so yeah. uh, I'm ready to jump to seventy two if you're ready for me to do that. Let's go. All right, so. Uh, Tom, issue 72, Tom DeFalco, Ron Friend, Sal Buscema are the team cover dated for June of 2004, released on April 7th, 2004. Uh, this, uh, we're only going to have one more month of cover dates because the next two issues came out in the same month. So mm -hmm. I don't remember why. I tried looking that up and I just don't remember why. There, there was two issues in July. Um, so our issue, oh, this issue opens up with Lady Ock roughing up a warehouse owned by a guy named Handsome Richie. She's deciding that she wants to propose an arrangement, uh, her technology and resources for some cash because she needs some cash. Meanwhile, we cut back to the Parker residence where MJ finds Meg's costume and it's pretty rank from last issue. She proposes that she'll have to wash it for her. The two head downstairs where we where we see Peter Parker struggling. You know, he didn't struggle to defeat the vulture or Doc Ock, but he is struggling feeding his own child breakfast. Then she is getting the upper hand here and uh, it shows because he's got food all over his face. Oh, I don't miss those days. Um, so the two May and Peter discuss Lady Ock. May doesn't go into explicit detail, but she kind of hopes that the Avengers are going to take her out. And Peter's kind of relieved because he talked about how, talked to her about how difficult that he had of a time with Doc Ock in the past and with Lady Ock because obviously they fought each other during the Clone Saga. So May decides to head to school where we see that Lady Ock is front page news. JJ proposes that the Buzz will come in and take her out. Real subtle, JJ. Real subtle. But Moose, uh, not obviously knowing what's going on completely disagrees and says like they're in cahoots with each other. What are you talking about? Uh, JJ then, you know, de he decides to remind everybody that uh, maybe you shouldn't pay attention to everything you read. It's a very good lesson for life kids. Um, so may kind of smirks and says, you know what? I kind of hope, but will take her out. Uh, just as a guy named Chris walks up to talk to her, May gets a call. We it's, get his last name in this issue. We do. Did, did they finally get the last name? I didn't yes. notice that. Yep. So it's Chris Jerker. Boy, did I butcher that. Um, <laughs> sorry, John. Uh, <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, so it is. Uh, it's Seabro. Um, he's got a message for May. He tells May that uh, uh, about Lady Ock attacking Handsome Richie today, 
and that someone from a European crime family wants to check in on Normie Osborne. Hmm. Well, I don't think it said crime family. I think it said something about a sector, European sector. European sector, that's right. That, he didn't say crime family. It's just we assume it's crime family because I was rereading that, kind of picking at what I he wrote. says exactly. Because the thing is, is that he doesn't he doesn't say anything that would mislead her. She's just putting it, but it, it can, it, it's, it's almost like he knows it's going to cause her to panic, which I'll, uh, he, I'll get into in my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does specifically, I just, I just pulled the issue up just, just to double check myself. And it says, it seems a European crime cartel has been making some recent inquiries. Yeah. Cause it was just never, it was never a family. I remember. Yeah. Like, yeah. Specifically. Cause you're right. It wasn't a family. So it was yeah. a European crime cartel. And this kind of shakes May up because obviously her relationship with Normie. May, uh, during this conversation, May questions the motives of like, why is Black Tarantula helping me? Like, why did. And he's like, oh, that's just because, you know. Um, well, too, thinks, you realize she's she's not talking to Fabian at any point in time here either. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always, always one person. It's always through the middleman. Yes. Uh, and it's Cespero. I, I, yes. Yeah. I, I butchered his name in my notes, too. So, um, you know, like. She, you know, she's got her guard up here because why does Fabian want to help? You know, that's it's it's strange to her. So she get, heads back to the house uh, as soon as the bell, dismissal bells ring and May's costume is still being hung up to dry. So then she decides that uh, she'll uh, help this situation along. I don't and even know how she did this because spandex doesn't work like. She must have dried it like this on is extra, extra hot um, for so... 30 minutes, but also like. This might, you know, where uh, a lot of uh, alternative, like, universe writers will write uh, May as a mutant or Annie as a mutant. Um, th this is May's Latin uh, mutant power is can't do laundry. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. So she decides to use the dryer to speed things up along, and it's a bad move because it literally shrinks the costume. Uh, she goes to check on Normie, and that's when she finds... Brenda, oh Lord. Brenda um, decides that she wants to take things to the next level and propose. May, you know, was like, trust your instincts. <laughs> <laughs> I and feel like she was more convincing than that, but yeah. Go yeah. for it, girl, and yeah. uh, give my best to Normie. Bye. <laughs> Swings off a little slightly upset, you know, because um, she doesn't know how to react. She goes to uh, Valentine Motors and to kind of uh, find handsome Richie and take, you know, take things out and, 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 and decide to try to get some answers about the, the handsome Richie situation. But of course, who's there but Lady Ock? And she gets a Lady Ock for her troubles. Um, the two of them briefly fight. She decides to use stingers. Now, um, she... Ock avoids them and was able to pull her arms up because, you know, she realizes that they're from the original Spidey. So this is the point where she truly makes the connection that there is something between Spider-Girl and Spider-Man. 
There is a connection there. She throws uh, May into the garage uh, <laughs> where, uh, of course, she has to fight her way out of the situation because Handsome Richie just assumes that they're in cahoots together because, you know, classic superhero misunderstanding. And so May starts to uh, starts to fight her way out of it. And usually this is not an issue for May, but her costume rips into some unfortunate places her ribs the seat of her pants and even her toe again how i don't i want to know how she managed this 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 is a mute this is a mutant power like not being able to do laundry this badly is a mutant power like she's fighting these goons and like her toe comes out of her boot you know the side of the seam right here on the side rips um yeah <laughs> so we cut back to the hospital and brenda has literally just you know poured out her heart and soul to normie and normie's like we need to talk okay there was a- he paused it like a little bit there was a pause yeah okay there's he, a he goes, clear brenda. like pause where he's like i don't know <laughs> like Normie doesn't know what to say here. Let's be real. I'm just being cheeky. He goes, Brenda, I dot, dot, dot. Uh, yeah. We need to talk. You yeah. know, there's a pregnant pause between Brenda and I. and We need to talk. So I, I think Normie doesn't know how to react um, in this kind of a situation. Cut back to the fight where May is still. She's still do, holding her own. Um, keeps fighting these guys and is doing pretty well she's taking out most of the guys and the guy's about to sneak up on her when as she's repairing her boot when she sits there and knocks him out she realizes that uh, after she takes out the last remaining guys that uh there's handsome richie she's about to go after him and he is like please don't hit me not the face anything but the face and you know sitting there still claiming still thinking that may and ak are in cahoots with one another still not realizing that that the that's that's her enemy and uh you know just as he's about to you know close his eyes like this she takes off because she you know she's she's had enough of him so she's like look what a day uh, i can't wait to get back to my parents guess who's at the rooftop again it's lady Ock. <laughs> and so lady Ock then you know grabs her and this time May is like, I am sick of your crap and throws her on the ground, you know, face first. This kind of causes Ock to be a little upset. So she starts hammering Normie with tentacles. Normie? Bowling, not Normie. Mayday starts hammering Mayday with the tentacles and uh, kind of picks up the chunk of the roof and starts using that to put her in a, a fruit roll-up style situation. And she's like, you're going to die at my hands. You're always been destined to die. My only question is when. And so she throws her against the wall and May is starting to, you know, still get her strength and resolve when her phone rings. She realizes that Ock has left the building again. So May... It's like, oh, Sesbro Ses- uh, calling to stick it to me because, you know, he's like, because it, it's this weird thing where every time he calls, it's like right after a situation. He's like, oh, Almost I trust as if he's monitoring her. Almost as if he's watching her all the time. He's like, I trust that uh, 
your your meeting with Lady Octopus did not go so well. <laughs> She's like, are you just here to rub it in? And um, he's like trying to remind her that, hey, you can always call the master if you're truly in distress. So he's like, she's like, what's the situation with Osborne? And that he only knows that the threat to young Osborne comes from someone whose reach has extended beyond the grave, which gives her no answers, of course. And so he hangs up and the issue ends with Fabian, you know, getting his good workout in saying the lady grows more agitated sir <laughs> and uh he's like well this is all part of uh may is just a pawn in his plan but she is rather enticing no 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 fabian no the end for now yeah <laughs> Kelly, uh you're your okay yeah um i didn't realize like how long of this crazy rant i actually wrote um <laughs> she just got this is crazy the... i wrote this at like eight in the morning though too so uh, so <laughs> this is i don't think that i was running on all all cylinders but the coffee had not kicked in yet the coffee had not kicked in my pumpkin spice latte was not fully in my bloodstream. I went to uh, Starbucks the other day and they were out of pumpkin spice. And they're like, so before we get started, because it was like me and two <laughs> other dudes walking in, they're like, before we get started, we're out of pumpkin spice. I was like, well, I'm not super basic. <laughs> so um, it's good. So listen, don't I, I'm not going to mock anybody. On the I'm not hating. Why, on why are you? Spice. Why are you hating on, on the pumpkin spice? Let the spice flow. Listen, it's people, good. people lose their ever-loving mind over pumpkin spice. And yeah, you know what? it's good. Great. I, I just never saw the appeal. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, to be fair. You can get it without the coffee. In fact, oh, you can put chai, the chai, do a pumpkin spice chai. It's that's really that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, um, <laughs> before, before we have uh, Make Mine Made a Civil War over pumpkin spice. <laughs> Are you Team Iron Man or am I? You're Iron Man because you hate pumpkin spice. Okay, I'll be Iron Man. You can be Cap. Anyway, um, I'm going to be slightly a Debbie Downer here on the Brenda Normie relationship. And I feel like I have to say that because I have been, um, I, I have been told that I, uh, I have an ice heart and I hate love because of it. They know who they are. Y'all, we know who they are. That that was mad at me for that. Um, but the older I get, the more I really want to point out just like how absolutely insane Brenda and Normie's relationship through Spider Girl really is. Um, it's not in a bad way. It's just if if your friend was telling you this, like when I when I timeline this out. Think of it as like your friend is telling you how they want to marry this great guy that they only met five months ago. And they're 18 and the, the guy themselves like maybe just turned 20. Just throwing, I'm throwing this, like literally like think of it. So anyway, um, yeah, because what I was writing, and this is like, the thing is, is I was sitting here like free flowing writing this where I was like, it's only been like six ish months. Right. And then I was like, no, even shorter than that, because we don't start like, what if one Oh five 
starts at the beginning of basketball. Basketball right. season for high school generally starts in November. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, yeah, beginning of October. That's fine. Um, but the thing is, is we haven't even gotten to May's spring break yet. So, you know, and basketball season's still going on because there's actually an issue featuring some of that uh, with Felicity. So that's maybe like we're maybe in March now if we really want to push it. That's not that long. And they m- maybe started and honestly, truly, they started me. They met about probably a month into this, I would say. May- we can maybe give it three weeks. Yeah. I don't think I don't think so. Like, so really, like in two, think of it like also about six weeks of this too, like at least like a month to six weeks. Brenda and Normie didn't see each other, and she couldn't talk to him. Right. So really, they maybe have had like ninety days. This is like ninety day fiance. <laughs> Truly. Um. So I get Normie going. What? <laughs> to Brenda's like I'm gonna pour my heart out and ask you to marry me and him not knowing what to say and breaking it off now I don't think we ever really fully understand why he broke it off and I remember first reading this too where I actually read this of like he's actually confused about his feelings because we do have a few issues where he has admitted to having feelings at least to himself for May so he's not necessarily like a hundred percent on Brenda. It's just, he, he has other feelings for other people and he doesn't know yet. And so like to be like, kind of presented this very big thing unexpectedly after everything that he's gone through in such a short amount of time is kind of crazy. So he's actually fairly reasonable and like wanting to back off. And I know I sound like an ice heart, like ice cold, no heart, cynic uh but it's just rushing into stuff like this is not always the best idea in most cases and i know i don't know a single person my age which i'm 30 where this has really worked out for them at that age oh trust me it's it look my my mom got married like five months after her graduation to my dad um and they lasted 30 some odd years but obviously they're divorced now um that's that's not common yeah no it it does it does happen but it's not right common uh and that's kind of i guess my thing is it's just the older i get the more i'm like yeah this wasn't gonna work um and then two two like just from brenda's side I understand where Brenda's coming from too. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like bash. I'm not bashing her. The thing is though, is that she's 18. At least the last time we got her age, she was like 18. We might be able to push her to 19, but I still kind of in that mindset, she's 18. Um, She just got out of who knows how long that relationship was with that guy, that douchebag um, that she was with before. But like, that was clearly abusive. Um, we kind of get hints that like, you know, just from us knowing her dad in the 616 that like, I don't think she had a very healthy relationship um, with her father or with parents um, in general. And two, when you think of it like this, like, okay, they met in group therapy. We don't know if she's getting specialized help 
or anything hopefully. and working out, hopefully, all we know is she goes to group. And I can tell you right now, going to group isn't going to fix some of these obvious relationship issues she has that she has to kind of retrain herself on because she just didn't have the healthiest example. She didn't know. She got caught up in uh, an abusive relationship, which does a lot to your brain and reasoning skills. And of course, she's an 18-year-old girl. And unfortunately, just society in general, especially during this time, didn't really, didn't really like, it wasn't very healthy. Like you didn't see a very healthy relationship on TV or in media either. Um, So the thing is, is this is the first guy she's met that essentially is like giving her autonomy and treating her with respect and, you know, not hitting her. So yeah, she, she wants to, to, you know, she thinks she likes it. Yeah, it, well, you know, she, of course she loves him. Like, I mean, she's, the she best. like, this is a healthy relationship for her, but she does, she hasn't been in it long enough to really know, like, they haven't been in a relationship at this point long enough to really know each other either. Right. And, and I think Normie, you got to give Normie props here for, for taking the step back and saying, yeah. oh, hey, you know. I am struggling with my day to day. Let's, I, I do care for you, but let's, I'm not ready yet. And yeah. it's okay to not be ready for things. You know, and this is the thing too, because we'll go through this and we'll see a complete 180 from Normie, which I have a theory on. And we'll talk about it when that gets to that. But it's, uh, yeah, no, because like we're seeing here where he's thinking pretty rationally and reasonably about it. Right. Because that, this is very sudden and this is very rushed. Um, which I know, like, in terms of a fan reading this monthly, that probably didn't feel rushed. But like thinking of it, like, you know, the way I'm trying to here, trying to establish a timeline, trying to kind of put everything into that context and look at the bigger picture this isn't a lot of time because it's one of the things I think I've said multiple times is that May herself out of the, what, was it 13 or 14 years of almost continuous run um, did a lot in basically a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very much like, yeah. I mean, maybe almost two years, but it's, it's we, a we can very even stretch it to two and a half technically, but like a, we really like that's pushing it. Yeah, it's a very stretched out timeline. It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not as hyper focused, obviously, as the Lee Ditko run was, where yeah. it was almost real time. So you know, you gotta you gotta view it as wonky time. And I yeah, always it, it is it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey obviously but it's just you know when you're trying to think of it in the grand scheme of things th- this has only been you know we we're only at like her maybe the beginning of the six month mark tops for her like this is six months into her hero career yeah she so... has made quite a name for herself <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> So, yeah, you've got another major point that I want to tee you up on. So there's there's a joke, obviously, with the wardrobe malfunctions that's that's made in this issue. And and Kelly, give your mini rant on uh, 
Janet Jackson joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm. Oh yeah, because I'm still I'm still on the. Stream my gone. notes are still on the Brenda. Like that's a long, long thing. Um, I, I do at least want to say before I jump to the other thing is that like again I I do feel Brenda about rejection because right. it 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 hurts especially when it's not a toxic rejection. It stings because uh, she's probably feeling very very vulnerable and very hurt right now. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do want to point out the Janet Jackson joke uh, that happened with the wardrobe malfunction. It is dated. Um, okay, for uh, I'll, I'll it give, was I'll... okay. Like uh, it sucks, but it's you know with everything with the free Britney stuff. Obviously, the Janet Jackson stuff over the years has kind of gained traction as well. Um, so it... for for those that don't know what this is in reference to, the the duo were performing at the Super Bowl. Well, and. you say duo, so I haven't said Justin Timberlake. So basically, oh. Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson yeah. were at the Super Bowl uh, in 2004, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, this was 2004. Yeah. And he, so during their show number, what it looked like to me, what I remember is it looked like maybe she was supposed to have a costume change and maybe he was supposed to rip off her clothes into a costume change. But what, instead of clearly grabbing the piece he needed to he grabbed the whole piece of the costume revealing pasties and now of course people kept saying originally oh man if she was wearing the pasties she meant to but here's here's the thing when you're wearing a revealing uh outfit where maybe you can't wear a bra sometimes you just wear pasties to keep you know keep yep. things yeah keep uh, things from being where they're too vulgar to be. yeah so that's and, and it that's, was more than yeah, the, was yeah, yeah, and, and and it was it was supposed to be like the plastic piece. Yeah, because it was to, it was like a plastic piece that went into the cloth. It was yeah. very clearly it was supposed to be a wardrobe change, and then he did that, but like it created this huge scandal, and everyone blamed Janet when it was clearly Justin who did this. Now, whether he did it on accident or on purpose, has left to be seen because he right. kind of slipped out of that, going, "I don't know what happened. Like she must have did." thing which is why everyone says justin timberlake sucks and that's kind of my rant that was here is just he he was really kind of trash during this time and only got a solo career because he trashed britney spears after they broke up regardless of yeah. what happened there um and he was being a general jerk and then just because whenever i talk about this i also have to talk about the fact that there was that time he promoted tequila that was overpriced and smelled like feet and also wasn't real agave so it was fake it is disgusting and um then his gene brand is itchy and not worth the money and basically just don't trust justin timberlake guys just and then um and then i wrote also just want to remind everyone because at the end fabian is not a good guy bad vibes all around like justin timberlake and this this Justin Timberlake stuff continues in um, in my stuff for a while because uh, I keep finding things that just remind me of Justin Timberlake as I'm reading. Uh, also, too, Brad, Brad Miller is a Justin Timberlake fan. He, he is. Um, but I, I will say this because uh, Normie, especially during this later half where, uh, you know, May kind of looks like Mandy Moore. Um, Normie looks a lot like Justin, and it's one of the reasons why I say that the Osborne hair is ramen noodle hair. Oh, yeah. Because he looks a lot like Justin Timberlake from this time. I think um, 
I think Ron was a little influenced by that, which look, he was like the best selling solo artist just came off a really successful boy band. Yeah. Um, really successful boy band that he didn't see much money out of thanks to Ron Perlman and his, uh, that's a whole other. They, they, but they, they actually took him to court and won versus everybody yeah. else didn't even take him to court. So right. there's still that, like, again, they, I, I like NSYNC. I don't have anything personally against Justin now because he has tried to apologize for these things multiple times. But right. during this time, he Justin Timberlake, he Justin. was kind of a little bit of a brat, to yeah. say the least. There's a lot of problematic things with how he got his fame. And I feel like I have to point that out just because we are pointing out other dated references. And I know that like somebody new reading this might see that comment and go, ew, why, why is she saying that? That sounds so anti-feminist. That sounds so. The first time anybody ever heard the phrase wardrobe malfunction was because of the Janet Justin well, incident, you know, like it became unless, part of the, unless you've, unless you've been around the stage. That's that true. But what I'm talking about, like in terms of like the general public, and the general populace and being inserted into general lexicon like normal average everyday people didn't think of wardrobe malfunctions in general i mean it, it became that that became a phrase that was very much because of that incident and it, it, it was it's tragic to look back on through, through hindsight and see how much it destroyed janet's career because well, she was I mean, incredibly talented as a, as an artist, and, and well, so too, look look at look at how that media treated every female celebrity, like Lindsay oh. Lohan, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, uh, Janet Jackson, Jessica Simpson, which we'll talk about in the next issue. Because again, there's another topical reference that just didn't age well. Um, and yeah. So it's it's just it's a uh, that time was really rough for a female artist or a female celebrity, and I still I'm still a little like confused as to why. Person like personally, I, I, it's, like, I, you, it, you, it's almost this weird flip, and then all of a sudden, after the paparazzi finally got like legality in certain states and couldn't follow them as much, then all of a sudden it stopped. Oh, it, it got incredibly pervasive, and we we could probably spend another hour. I know, talking but you know what I mean. Like it, it was just very hyper focused on females. Yes, very much so. Uh, I don't have much to add to that wonderfully, you know, articulated rant um, about <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, a that, couple that, of that continues to bleed in through all my notes because. So, uh, thanks to Vigman, he did confirm that my letter is actually in this issue. Did you want to read that letter? I, I don't you have just it. want to talk about. Uh, oh, okay. I don't I, I don't have the individual issues with me. So okay. I was just reading this on Marvel Unlimited. So uh, this was my first letter, I think, in Spider-Girl. If I'm remembering, I'm doing this off memory. Mm -hmm. um, this was the point where Tom was really involved in the Spider-Girl message board. And as a result, uh, you can write letters to Spider-Girl on the message board. And he was posting them on from the message board onto the letters page so it was really really cool um first time i ever got published in a marvel comic uh so that's very very uh, awesome um i love this cover this is one of my all-time favorite spider girl covers 
Um, and I, I, normally I've, I've made fun of certain people in the past for talking about covers. Uh, but hi, Brad. Um, but this, I mean, we talk, yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that cover in a minute. Um, but, uh, I just love the, the big May and her fighting the goons and it does actually reflect on the issue in the issue Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it's not overly postery, but you could make that a poster. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely, um, I remember when I spoke with Ron in the past uh, and Tom, they talked about how the this is like the textbook example of what they were looking for in covers where they reflected the character and still could be like a poster type thing. They could still try to turn around and mass market it. They just never did. So, um you know, we'll see uh, Handsome Richie for the first time. Uh, this is his first appearance, uh, if I'm recalling correctly. And we see him on and off through the rest of the run into into and through Amazing. Uh, Black Tarantula is a creep. The artwork is great. Um, and I, like I say, I love the Giant May here. Excellent work by Ron and Sal. They did a fantastic job. The script is great. Um, yeah. Also, Lady Doc, Lady Doc. Lady Doc Ah continues her streak and impresses here. Um, she just continues to completely, you know, overpower May. And this is the first time May's really been tested. And I said that yeah. a little bit last episode, but we'll continue to see that. And it, it also makes the payoff later on so satisfying. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, great issue. Um, great letter. I will, um, when I get back to Houston, when I'm around all my comics... Uh, I will go through and uh, look at this letter, but I'll, I think I've got some letters later on. I think next, either next episode, probably, I think. So there's several letters that uh, kind of pop in and out throughout the run uh, between here and 100. So super excited about that. All right. So Kelly, you've got Spider-Girl 73. I do. And because I was also reading this through Marvel Unlimited, I was not able to get the title of this issue uh, name because I don't believe it's in that beginning splash page. Because if you noticed where they clearly have their uh, everybody's names uh, that worked on it, they're not there. And it hasn't been uh, scanned that way uh, for Marvel Unlimited in a very, very, very long time. I don't know why it's, the unfinished yeah. page got scanned in, but that happened. Uh, so anyway, it, it is weird, isn't it? Like, it, like well, and it's it's been that way. Like for that particular issue, I know for a fact it has been that way since 2010. <sighs> I don't know why. Just it's how it got scanned. Uh, so. Spider-Girl 73, uh, cover date, is July 2004, released May 5th, 2004, and it's also this poster. Have I told that story on here? I don't think you've... You have not. And uh, also, I'll I'll read the letter later because Vinkman sent me a picture of it. Yay! Awesome. All right, we'll do that at the the Thanks end of the reviews. Flow. Bye, Slow Flow. Um, but just quick, too long, didn't read uh, thing. I went on a date with a guy from OkCupid and apparently after our second date where he started to kind of creep me out a little bit because I I, like Normie, felt rushed. 
um, and started backing off. He had bought this along with a couple other things because at the time I did not have uh, Last Hero or Last Planet Standing and I had talked about it because uh, this guy was an aspiring comic book writer. Uh, and on my birthday, about six months after I stopped dating this guy, a birthday package shows up with this poster framed and the comics and a very cool uh, birthday card from uh, Mayday herself, but was very clearly written by someone who never read the comics. And I didn't know who had sent it to me for almost two years. And it was that guy. Wow. Which some people have said I need to like burn that poster and not keep it. But like, I'm not going to just it's a spider girl stuff away like it's an it's a cool cover um it's not i'll be honest it's not my favorite cover if i had had a choice in it um i would have picked something um from the later (laughs) yeah good Uh, job neil thanks thanks Uh, i i would have sent uh i would have picked out uh, something from a little later on um or even like like the the America, the poster I call the Americana poster, you know, yes, but I, I appreciate that I, I got this. I'll, I'll put it that way. It was pretty cool. So since yeah. this is technically the last uh, recording before my birthday, birthday memory featuring Spider Girl. So to the review. All right. Um, All right. To her review. I want to mute. Yeah. So. We start off with uh, Brenda screaming that all men are jerks and smashing things left and right. And again, uh, topical for the time, but poorly aged joke about Jessica Simpson here. And as I said earlier, uh, early 2000s media was really mean to female pop stars for no real reason. Um, Spider Girl tries to calm Brenda down to explain what you know, to try and get her to explain what happened. Brenda advises she poured her heart out and he dumped her, which ouch. And like I said, it's like, I've been there. It sucks. Getting rejected sucks. Um, So May being 16 and wanting to be there for, for Brenda, the best way she knows how tells Brenda, you know, what she wants to hear. Which, you know, is Normie loves her and something has to be going on if he's pushing her away. And as I wrote here, you know, or, you know, it's only been less than five months since they've been dating and she dropped off the face of the earth for a chunk of it due to her prison sentence slash new work group. And this might seem a little sudden. I don't know. Obviously, I know nothing about real romance. Um, but as Spider-Girl soothes Brenda's broken heart, Whedon and Kane walk through and Whedon freaks that Spider-Girl is there as she isn't welcome after letting Black Tarantula get away. Uh, Fabian slipping through the team's fingers and not getting caught put Whedon kind of on the outs with, and this is where I wasn't, I'm still not 100%, like, is he just with the government or is he like a fraction in a shield? Is that ever... He is associate. He is. A, I think he is a liaison between the FBI and shield. Okay. I think his team is a team that is controlled by the government. So the like F, under the jurisdiction of the FBI, but they work routinely with shield. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, but anyway, they are, the government is threatening to pull the funds and basically end the operation. And Whedon's pretty stressed out by that. And so therefore, instead of maybe thinking about working on the, the team's uh, communication skills that are lacking, he blames Spider-Girl. Because, of course. So Spider-Girl leaves and gets a call from uh, Shez, Shez, bro. Because I was sitting here going, right? Yeah, I think I it's Sesbro. Sesbro. Ron, please, for the love of Sesbro? God, come, yeah, come, come help us with this pronunciation. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> um, we, we weren't taught English in school. <laughs> we were taught... <laughs> Some of us took on hooked on phonics and some of us didn't. Uh, anyway. I, I had hooked on phonics. It doesn't help. I didn't. <laughs> anyway. Pronounce Chaz bro. Chaz. Cha oh, okay. So Chad bro. Chad bro. Um, <laughs> Chaz bro. So uh, she tries to. Chaz bro tries. Basically Chaz bro calls and she tries to grill him again on what he's been warning her about when it comes to Normie, but Chasbro says she needs to focus on finding Lady Octopus first, which ugh. Um, May knows that they're baiting her, but she, she she feels like she just can't not play in that game. She has to figure out what's going on. Her curiosity is just too great. May changes out um, of her poor rags and goes to the spider shop. Finding a particularly iconic new suit to wear uh, for the time being, a very sleek black costume. Too bad it's not in her size or any of the costumes that were in the shop. How odd. May runs into Chris and Chris tries to ask her to the basketball game, but May's spider sense goes off and she makes a quick getaway saying that he can meet up with her and her friends later. Uh, May changes into what's left of her suit and finds the claw. A cat burglar that burglar uh, burglar that looks almost exactly like Batman the Animated Series slash original Teen Titans cartoon Nightwing on a budget. Um, and I guess, and then I have a very weird rant about how I guess in this universe, Lena Kyle took Dick Grayson in maybe instead of uh, Batman, and and he even has plans with a redhead later so that this has to be dick grayson's marvel counterpart and then i was like should i make it clear that i'm joking i mean you're clearly joking okay there's, there's no listen comic gators you don't she's not a fake geek girl she knows what she's talking about like stop no, no, i'm totally a fake geek girl uh but yeah no that's yeah you know totally but again um she, he does though. He really does look. He looks just like the Teen Titans Nightwing. It does look recolored. like new new Batman, the new Batman Adventures Nightwing. It really does. Anyway, uh, the claw is really annoying and keeps flirting with May to throw her off, but she's too far annoyed at his arrogance for that. And someone watching them fight on a rooftop calls it in, but the police scanners make it sound like she's fighting Lady Ock and Whedon because he's listening in hears about it and assumes Spider-Girl totally, was totally spying on them and trying to get to Lady Ock first. And yeah, Raptor's right. All men are jerks here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Claw sings... Uh, yeah, the Claw sings his theme song. 
because he created a theme song for himself to some ladies who are totally buying into it, which, yikes. Uh, and then I also wrote, is he also Justin Timberlake? Um, so, yeah. So anyway, this ba 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 claw. Uh, this act of weirdness enrages May because she's getting fed up um, that a guy like this is somehow getting the best of her, which I don't blame her for being upset. She has other places she could be, other things she could do that are far more important than this loser, but she's just about had it, you know, she's about to really just let Claw have it, and Claw gets caught by Whedon's team. And of course, Claw thinks that this is totally intentional, and not that Whedon thought he was Lady Ock, which Whedon does not let anyone know, because a win is a win. Um, so Whedon again jumps through some mighty big hoops to think that Spider-Girl did all of this to um, humiliate him. And Maeve swings off to head home when she gets a call again from her stalker, Chesbro. He advises Spider-Girl to check in on Normie tonight, but doesn't tell her why. She listens and goes to the hospital to meet Normie and talk. May tells Normie she's heard about the breakup and she thinks Normie needs to be honest with Brenda about whatever is going on or if there is somebody else and there is a pregnant pause. And then someone interrupts them looking at each other awkwardly uh, in the doorway and says, there's always been someone else, which is news to Normie who asked, who literally asked this person who they are. And we get a splash page with the blonde woman who no one knows. And she says she's Normie's wife. The end for now. Da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, if I had the if I had the board, I would have I would have played it. But yeah, um, <laughs> this issue. Let's talk this about this issue. It. Uh, all men are jerks. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think can, that's fair. Honestly, it, can that I, this that's the unofficial uh, title of this this issue. All men are jerks. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think it actually is the official title. Is it? Well, I that's what so. I'm saying because like that's what's yeah. on this but like i because i was unfortunately i was reading it before i started work so i didn't have my floppies yeah no i i'm pretty sure that all men are jerks is actually the the, okay. the name of the book um in fact when i was looking at the info for the for the you know when it was released um yeah so again the brenda stuff is 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 she has every right to be upset uh whedon is a jerk like <laughs> whedon, he, he straight <laughs> up is a jerk that that guy that guy you know goes out of his way to be an absolute complete nutter jerk. So it's almost as if he can't accept his own self criticism that he no. knows that he know like he knows his team isn't perfect. He knows things aren't going right, but instead of like actually having the leadership skills to go, maybe I need to work internally. No, 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 no. Which I know he doesn't know Spider Girl's age, but. No, I'm going to blame a 16-year-old girl uh, uh, for all my life problems. Like, that's... He's a coward. Uh, you know, the, the the whole bit with... I mean, quick wire. We already know he's a jerk. Because he's like, you know, you lose a, more, a couple more stitches and you can be... A, he, he can arrest you for indecent exposure. <laughs> well, I mean, like, 
that it is rags okay at this point that, her, her costume at this is. point that is not a costume anymore i i don't even know how it honestly i don't even know how it, it is surviving you know and it, I, I will say this kane i like kane's characterization here because he's like dude like you're normally on your game like what is going on like you're you know, he, he's somewhat critical, but he is, I think, genuinely concerned about May. He, he Uncle Kane is starting to come out here where it's more yeah, like Uncle well, Kane. Well, I, I think I think there was always a little bit of that kind of like he he's always had a, an affection for her. Right. And I think that this is just more like he he is seriously worried because this should have been easy for her. This should have been like Tuesday. But but she's and and we could get in, I guess we could get into it. Like with part of my thoughts, like she's so concerned about what's going on with Normie because she's clearly getting baited into it that no, she's not on her game. And then, you know, her suit is messed up, which, you know, and, and she's constantly being kind of manipulated into going, are you sure you don't want help? Look, we're offering you help. We're offering you help. We're make a deal with, with the devil make a deal with the devil, which I know that I shouldn't be using that phrase <laughs> Spider-Man, but here we are. Because that's essentially what it is. It's She knows that if she aligns with Black Tarantula, it's not going to be good news. Like, she, she knows that, but she's constantly being, like, beaten into and it's, it's almost very calculated in a t- to have to basically have to have her arm twisted to say yes. Like she, she is being harassed into saying yes, she's being coerced and you know, like it, it's not great. Um, and so that's kind of what's going on and it, it does mess with you. Like when you're, when mind games are being played, like they're being played with her, you lose your focus. And that's kind of what's happened here. She's lost focus, something that should be able to get to her, which I, I also think too, like, I, I don't remember if it's said, like maybe we'll, we'll see it, but I want to say claw is in Chesbro's pocket too. Like this is also a part of that plan. I think he comes up later. Um, yeah, if but I'm you know recalling what I mean? like, correctly. I, I think yeah. he got paid to do this. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if he was paid specifically for this one, but I know he's paid later. Because he yeah. shows back up later, and I think he is part of Chasbro's, um, uh, uh, like kind I, of yeah. list of stoo- stooges. Uh, I think, uh, and I think, I think that that's kind of what, like, maybe like, we're just not supposed to know in this issue, but we kind of realize it later on. But you know, I kind of just want to go ahead and say that because it is pretty clear rereading it, um, or at least like I think anybody, even a first-time reader in today's world because like even though this was kind of not a common trope it this is almost a normal trope now in some teen movies because it, we've kind of gotten a little bit bigger on like hey this is coercion this is abusive don't do it and this is very much what's going on right now so it's it's just yeah that wasn't as prevalent back then uh ryan well, does it was make prevalent it... it just wasn't being discussed right exactly uh, Brian does have a, a, a name meaning for Chasbro, okay. a very spiritual person who often relies on intuition for decision making. And he's somebody who's messing with May's intuition. There you go. He's an inverted. He's a, a funhouse mirror version of his own name. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, uh, like I say, apparently Weed and all is, is always drinking coffee from Cafe Indigo. So 
that's that's a that's a nice little Easter egg that Ron likes to throw in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like I say, I'm not. I don't have a ton of things to say. I mean, it, Claw is pretty harmless. I remember being really confused and shocked at the end of the issue, like maybe because I hadn't read, uh, uh, you know, Green Goblin or anything like that. Uh, so I was like, does she show up like in a previous DeFalco thing that I never read? But no, she's a new character. Yeah. Um, so Normie's wife. And so we'll learn more about them in the next issue. But uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Yeah. And I think I pretty much said. Well, um, something that Chesbro does say is just like, um, you know, when May is saying, you have to tell me what's going on. Like, what's going right. on with Normie? And she, he's just like, well, there's, it has something to do with someone beyond the grave, which we find out later why. And, you know, again, he never truly lies, but he twists what he's saying to make her worry in a wrong direction. If that makes sense. Like, he's he's playing mind games with her um and it's it's very weird that he's because it's too it's normie's a pawn in this like and he doesn't even he doesn't know it uh we'll find out in the next issue kind of that he is a pawn here and so i think that like maybe i should put a pin in that part and we'll talk about it overall after the next issue but like this is a really sinister plan that I I know Skip kind of went over my head when I was first reading this as a teenager. But like the older I get and the more that like you see things, like this is it's profoundly layered and the older you get yeah. when you read this. Like when you're reading this as a youngster, like I hundred percent agree with you. Like But like, this is I mean it's it's almost downright sinister. Yeah. But very like, much so. It's very clear that they've been following her for a while. That they know everything that almost everything there is to know. Yeah. About her. Yeah. Almost like almost knowing her crush on Normie. Honestly. Yeah, which is Yeah, weird. you know what I mean? Like, and that's what makes it so it almost like it makes me feel gross because it, it makes me feel like that is really intrusive. Right. And it's very, it, it's almost like they said, like, this is the most sinister thing I think she's really truly been ha had to deal with at this point. Um, but yeah. But yeah. So with that, let's go into Spider Girl 74, AKA Buried Alive. Uh, cover date is July 2004. And it was released May 19th, 2004. Two weeks after the previous issue. Now, I'm wondering, because May 5th, would it have just been like maybe there were two in one month because of free comic book day and maybe they could get sales? By that could have been. Uh, that could have been. It's weird. I'll go back and look because I think they did this the previous year where for some they reason did, yeah. in, Ju in July, they did two issues in July. That's because they came out in May. And I want to say that this is around the time where they started doing free comic book day in May right. to line up with the big Fox blockbusters. Yeah, the, the either with Fox or Sony, yeah, because it yeah. was usually the first whoever had the first weekend, whether it was X Men or Spider Man. That that's a great question. That's I gotta we gotta save that for uh, whatever we have Tom and Tom and Ron on because that's yeah, and it also explains too why Pat is doing more fill in issues even yeah. though he's no longer the regular penciler. 
And well, obviously, I mean, this is this is kind of that's transition time too from yeah. the April Fool's Day situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. So yeah, so on to buried alive. So Spider Girl saves him, uh, and of course, this is another issue that is drawn by Pat, by the way. Uh, so Spider Girl saves the day, uh, saves a man. Uh, she does save the day, but uh, she saves a man from his car after a wreck. And since his Kane is watching her, so she confronts Kane on the rooftop. And Kane tells her to back off Lady Auk on Whedon's orders. And May isn't going to walk away from that so easily. She says she might have a way uh, to bring in Black Tarantula and Lady Auk to Whedon if they want to team up. But Kane stresses for her to back away. Dark Devil pops in, quite literally, and starts to back May up, advising she always comes out on top. There's no reason that she needs to be listening to Kane. But May is kind of, ups- like, at this point, it just seems like a spat, a family spat. And May isn't here to really pay attention to them arguing about it, um, You know, especially when they're acting like she's not there. She says she can make her own decisions and leaves them to continue bickering. Meanwhile, at Nelson and Associates, Foggy is going over whatever arranged marriage documents that Alain Dewan thinks she has with Normie. Apparently, Norman Sr., a.k.a. Normie's grandfather, who had no parental rights in any country to legally <laughs> do an arranged marriage with Alain's father in San Mar- Mardillo, uh, when they were toddlers, apparently arranged a marriage in San Mardino when they were toddlers. Is San Mardino like in Argentina? Is this like a Nazi thing? Is this a Hydra thing? Could be. Um, I, just, I, I do know. Thought, I mean, this is a goblin cult thing. Um, I'm almost which... positive the family um, was part of the Order of the Goblin. They, yeah, they're, they're clearly a part of the goblin cult. I think. Um, I think her father name is referenced somewhere like at just as a player in the cult i don't think like it was yeah. a major character but i want to say in when in the 616 when we get to that story i do want to say i think it was established the, in revenge of the green goblin in the 616 yeah and because they were an offshoot of the scryers they were a more like radicalized version of the scryers where they yeah. were devoted to the goblin specifically well and, and the, they are a car i would say that they probably are some crime cartel in south america but again it's just goblin cults arranging marriages for toddlers and then not telling anybody oh, norman what are you anyway, doing you're such disgusting. a weirdo um, so Foggy is pretty confident that no judge in the U.S. would ever uphold this, uh, because it's not lawful. But to Alon, that doesn't really matter because in her country, city, whatever, uh, because we don't really know what San Mardillo is, we don't know if it's a city, country, etc. Um, you know, she's like, it's legal and it's recognized, which I, all right, um. May calls Normie uh, and kind of gets the rundown on this. She sees Felicity and asks Felicity to do her a favor and get some research on not just Lady Ock, but also Alon. And Felicity is a little upset at May, as it seems to her, like May is only ever her friend when she needs something and says she'll help, but she needs a favor first. Felicity asks May to rejoin the basketball team and give Mid 
Town High a win so Flash doesn't lose his job. May protest because it's not fair to the players, but Felicity thinks that the ends will justify the means and walks away. Canis, uh, Canis gets a cell phone thrown to him in a jail cell and gets an offer he can't refuse. May is talking to her parents about what Felicity said and how guilty she feels about letting Coach Thompson down. But her parents agree that she made the right choice in quitting the basketball team. Excuse me. Excuse me, guys. I had to sneeze. <laughs> ah, anyway. Um, yay, allergies. Uh, but where was I? I lost my place. So anyway, um, May is talking to her parents about what Felicity said and how guilty she feels about letting Coach Thompson down. But her parents agree that she made the right choice in quitting the basketball team. May goes to the game to to watch and feels horrible about them losing, but she knows she made the right decision. After the game, the gang is talking about the massacre that just happened on the field, uh, on the court. And again, uh, again, because I've, I've talked about this before, but I, I just want to mention that I have never played a game in my life that had those high of a numbers on, like, on the screen. Because generally, those like that's those college old. level. That's that's college level numbers. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what you see in college. But yeah, but again, generally, the ball should be hard to keep throwing that much. Personally, like it should be a lot more defensive. So even though you know we are seeing that it's you know Midtown is losing sixty-two to seventy-three, they at least got the basket like thirty-ish times, which is pretty great for a high school team. Yeah, um, but... And then, again, like I said, they need better defensive players, and May wasn't a defensive player because she was like a power forward or a point guard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. So she was more offensive than defensive. So, again, this is not her fault, period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. She's more um, of a shooting guard. This is like the yeah. – yeah. Like, no. So, anyway, Brad is a jerk and seems mad at May for the game being lost – and May beats herself up about it uh, and her tasting guys, like she does every single time she beats herself up about other, anything else, and how she feels like she's on a losing streak everywhere. Maybe just don't pick such crappy guys. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, on the way to the courthouse, or maybe after, I, I think this really – because it says that it's on the way to the courthouse, but it's also nighttime. So I really feel that this is like probably after the court appointment would be better uh, with uh, Canis. Lady Auk busts him out of the transport vehicle. Uh, Chesbro calls and tells May all about this. And she goes into her. So she goes to get her suit and goes to check it out. She follows them into the sewers and fights Lady Auk. Lady Ock starts bringing the house down, so to speak, and is tearing up the sewer tunnel until it collapses and is nothing but rubble. May gets trapped in, and while it's a miracle she wasn't crushed to death, she can't really tell which way is up or how to get out. She climbs and crawls and pushes her way towards something, trying to get out, but she just can't seem to find, um, you know, a way to kind of get out from under this 
May can't stop coughing from all the dust and debris in the air, and she's getting exhausted from pushing rubble off and moving through through this chaos. She keeps promising herself that she'll take a rest after the next move, next inch, but she knows she's lying to herself because if she doesn't keep moving, she'll be dead. She's getting weak uh, from exhaustion, but carry on, carries on and keeps going, determined to make it out alive. But when she nods off for a second in exhaustion, she jolts awake and, you know, that kind of scares her that she almost just passed out like that. So it gives her the adrenaline to keep going and she suddenly hears someone calling for her and it just helps, you know, with her adrenaline that she, she's able to make it through. Dark Devil is here to help her. Yay! And only in typical Dark Devil fashion, as soon as she's safe and realize that she's going to be okay, Dark Devil starts berating her about how insane Chasing Lady Ock was. He bruises Spider Girl's ego a bit as he tends to as he tends to and tells her to head home. Spider Girl then gets a call from Chesbro as soon as Dark Devil leaves and he plays into, you know, he plays like he was worried he couldn't reach her. Um, and May, still caught up in her emotions here, makes a decision. She she will take Black Tarantula's help. Chesbro is delighted to hear that and immediately tells his companion in the room that their plans are all coming together. And that person is Elon. The end for now. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mayday, no! Technically, technically, we can blame this decision on Dark Devil. It's all Dark Devil's fault. Uh, because dang it, Riley. Don't have to be a jerk. So, uh, all right. My thoughts are pretty brief here. Uh, this is an interesting cover to me. Uh, I don't know if she's ever used the spider signal, but I like the way that the spider signal is being used with these two thugs. Uh, mm -hmm. Very much a, it does not do have anything to do with the issue at hand, but it's, I, I like this cover better. I like this cover better. I, I like the way the shadows, you know, and the inversing of the of the Spider Girl costume, great, great, um, great drawn issue by Pat. He does an incredible work here. Uh, I think him and Sal were on a very good wavelength at this point. Sal had done several of his issues here, and um, he's been he's been the anchor pretty much all four. He's been the anchor for all four of these issues. He does a really great job. Um, according to Marvel Unlimited, that. Uh, uh al did the did the cover inks but i'm not sure on that so i i mean ron if you are watching this later on or if you're watching us live later um i mean they when they updated the website they didn't update the errors that they had made okay throughout their i have a scanning um so yeah, my okay so i'm i'm running a, i'm running an ios beta right now uh -huh. on my ipad so i have not updated to the latest beta, which means I haven't updated my apps yet. So, so, so can I, can I ask you? Yes. Do you still see? Because I will say the one fix I did notice is that the covers are finally right. Because as you know, looking at Marvel Unlimited before they updated, uh, there were two covers that were very clearly X Men, uh, Ultimate X Men, for no good reason. Yeah. Um... Uh, is that still there, or did it actually like? somehow managed to get fixed because like I, I can't understand 
how that wasn't coming from the source file. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see that when I was scrolling through recently, okay. but uh, maybe, I do maybe know they that... did fix it just before they they did the full update because they did yeah. they did fix it. I will say that they fixed that issue where it was glitching out and the tiny covers. Because like once you clicked on it, it would show the right cover, right? But it was the, the details. But for some reason, if you were just scrolling, it would have Ultimate X Men. It was I can't remember the issues, but it was two issues, and then one was completely black at some point. Yeah, it was. It was it, very strange. It's still, it, they it's needed still, to update. I it, I know that, but like it's still weird because like most of the issues. Mm-hmm. If you're like right now, if I'm looking through it, all of them are the uh, the non trade dress covers. Yeah. Uh, from pretty much uh, the end of Mark for Death, or halfway through Mark for Death, all the way through to to pretty much the end, except for seventy five. Seventy five has all the trade dress on it in the in the thumbnails i don't i don't get it either it, it's you know they obviously released the the, the trade trade dressless covers with solicitations and so that's what they were basing these thumbnails on it's a weird quirk but yeah on spider girl in particular they don't like the later issues don't have the trade dress and stuff on it. yeah so um yeah um we i, I do also want to say these were some of the first scanned comics for marvel yes. unlimited so that is one of the reasons why if you are on Marvel Unlimited, you might see things not be up to snuff with a newer comic. Right. The one of the major draws. So what I think is funny is a part of this big update, they also put a new online only unlimited only comic Uh featuring Jeff, the land shark, which yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for, but the original, comic to do so like that um and the original comics to try and draw you in to the app originally in 2010 was spider, spider girl. girl and mc2 yes <laughs> it's and, a little i don't know how i feel about the fact that they're like let's try this again but this time with with a cute animal <laughs> they also the other big thing i do know that they added to this was you can finally down uh, have unlimited downloads offline well, and that that was a major part of this, and also to bring get the servers up to to snuff. Yeah, because yeah, um, I mean it, it it had been struggling, and they and then when they, especially when they decided to go to three months for new issues, instead it was of six, it was overloading it. Yeah, and it, and I I'm totally like I'm I'm fine with it. Again, I think my major thing is just I don't like the new interface look. I don't like the fact yeah, that I, we lost all of our. Data and we weren't told that was going to happen. And then um, I'm just a little mad that uh, honestly, the logo looks like crap. I don't, Um, I I thought the logo looked fine. See, for those that are watching, yeah, the original logo is great. I don't understand why they had to change it and like why it's so focused on the U when it used to be focused on the M, M for Marvel. And and the book, you know, the book has. Yeah, the book. Anyway. Anyway. But we'll uh, digress on that. Um, yeah, my like I, I like the cover. I think the I think I like how, um, I kind of now looking at it, I like how she is totally trying to get under Normie's skin, and Normie's you know being pretty cool as a cucumber. I don't um, think he knows what to do. He's very lost. He's like, what the heck so is my lost. life? Like, like he's like, oh, what is my life? Only Why? Because, yeah. 
I, not only did I get this crazy hairstyle that I inherited from my father and grandfather, but now it's I have just curly and, hair, guys. And, and uh, you know, I, I have to have the last name Osborne. But like, what the crap, man? But also, it's like he doesn't even like. We don't even get a reaction from him when like Foggy's like, okay, so this was like set up by by his grandfather and didn't tell anybody. And yeah. like Norby's just like, seems like a Monday. <laughs> like, it's just... Seems like something my grandfather would do, you know. Seems like, legit. This, seems, <laughs> this seems legit. My grandfather's kind of a jerk, you know. Like we have a love hate relationship, you know. Well, I'm oh, glad he's man. dead. Like, <laughs> So like I, I like this issue a lot. Uh, yeah. the, the slice of life, um, the way the I, I'm always down for more Dark Devil Kane shenanigans. So I, I like how Kane's character characterization is here. He really is trying to look out for me. He doesn't want her to get in trouble. He's trying to. He's also 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 trying to keep his own bacon. Let's be real. He doesn't want to go yeah. back to prison. And but he's well, his heart's he's, in the right he, place. Well, he's seeing the bigger picture here on this needs a win. And I don't think Kane's just thinking about himself either. Like, I think he's thinking about Brenda and he knows that, you know, spider girl cares about Brenda and wouldn't want this, you know, wouldn't want Raptor to have to finish out her sentence in jail. So it's, you know, yeah, it's just, she, she's going to be a 16 year old. She's being told what to do. She doesn't like it. And the fact that she's also being like, she's, she's being told, what it is we didn't saying no and she's not stupid like she knows that that's being said because we needs that win right and i i think you know because that's why she offers, she offers like she, honestly she already offered kane to be a double agent to get black tarantula yeah like she's trying to help um obviously May is going to be making a very poor choice, and we'll definitely be exploring that in the next few I, issues. It's, it's still not her fault here. No, I don't blame like, her. I, I know I, I keep saying that, like every time a poor decision is made, but like she she knows it's bad, and she keeps getting hounded. So then, at the point where she is the weakest, where she is mentally fed up and done, and she needs help, she needs a break. She her back is against the wall here's like i said that deal with the devil she knows it's bad you know and we'll see that later she knows that this wasn't the smartest choice but she had basically been coerced into thinking there was no other option yeah because everybody is being played to make this happen because uh-huh. think about it like they're they're taking normie away right uh because now normie has to deal with this crap um so he's kind of distracted so he really can't be there for her not that like he had been recently anyway because the weird stuff uh that they had gone through and then him being shot but like you know there's no way for him there's no way for her to even bounce this go to him and talk about this like she used to because he's tied up in alan's legal crap trying to get this marriage annulled um, and that clearly, as we see by that pa- last page, is a part of the plan. That was done for that part of the plan. Now, of course, we find out later Alon has her own plan 
within this, but that was a part of Chesbro's and Fabian's plan. Fabian, uh, I fully believe, is aware of what's going on. Like, I know, I think, what, and later on in the issues, he plays off like he wasn't fully aware of the manipulation, but I don't think that that's the case. I think he's very aware uh, and very much approved this. Uh, and Chesbro is just kind of honestly like dis- like he's disgusting to me because he's 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 the one getting his hands dirty in this manipulation and kind of playing and pulling at the strings like Ryan said um with his namesake but it's uh yeah this is going to be a very interesting turn for our hero um I don't, I don't really know what else to say to that. Like I said, like, it's just, it's very clear that they've been watching her. They know her. This was severely premeditated. And, you know, I know that they might not know her age, but I have a feeling that they do. I believe that we we get that discussion later because I remember that grossing me out. Um, it just, it feels really icky because it almost feels like they know she's, a teenager and they are coercing her into doing their bidding. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. It's, it really is icky. Uh, when you look at it from this standpoint, like it really does not feel good for May. It is it, May is comp life is getting far more complicated than you, than you really think. And this is just really layered, rich writing between oh, by, yeah. by her. DeFalco and, and company, whether it's Pat or uh, or Ron drawing it, and they just he everybody is hitting on all cylinders. It's really well done. Oh yeah, I um, mean th- this is a very you know this isn't this isn't just a story that like you might see in a newer comic book where yeah. there would be less layers and more action because they they think that like comic readers now don't want to sit and digest it and talk about it. This is something that like you do clearly talk about. And this, this only is... happens in your amazing Spider-Man, yeah. Fantastic Fours, X-Men type this, comics because well, it had it... the time to build the world. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even in today's, sometimes even in today's Spider-Man, uh, depending on who's writing it, it's not the most fleshed out um but you know that's what i'm saying it's like this is just a fully fleshed out world and you're not being spoon fed this because like i said this is stuff where like when we were teenagers and we didn't fully grasp the full picture here and really see the nuance and certain uh characters intentions and didn't have that life experience that we can relate to it it you didn't get it and now yeah. you know we're coming back to it almost 20 years later uh and reading it and going oh god that's disgusting like they they've been following her they picked her this has been planned yeah black tarantula is actually like you know and if you were ahead of everybody like this is a thing and they're kind they're forced they're manipulating her into being their puppet it's true um so yeah no i 100 agree so real quickly um mm-hmm. i'm gonna i was gonna go ahead and read that letter 
Yes. Uh, that I wrote. Uh, it says, Dear Tom and crew, I was a reader when the first series when this series first started, but due to store money concerns, dropped off the book. Dropped the book. Spider-Girl 67 makes me wish I hadn't. The standalone stories are, are what drive this book with the subplots go going and coming from issue to issue. The Davida Nancy subplot was handled nicely with Nancy feeling alone and there was no place to turn to. Too bad May missed her own birthday party. Thoughts are feeling like she had to grow up or something that appeals to all girls when they reach that point. Excellent work on that one. The beauty hate stuff is interesting and Courtney's foreshadowing of, of band, uh, band anti-mutant views was a treat. I'm glad that the Sandra subplot isn't over. Howard got what he deserved, but May with Peter's jeans still feels bad. It's a nice touch. And the new do, I love it. It looks great and May looks more grown up. I like the homage to the first appearance of Mary Jane. Now some questions. One, Jubilee, Jubilee is a member of the X people. Is she still a member of Anext? Which I hadn't read Anext, so you got to, you know, give me a little credit. Uh, concerning Buzz, was the fly, paper, uh, the fly paper a part of his original powers? And so uh, I said, Zach Spidey, join her from Amarillo, Texas. Uh, Jubilee is currently a reserve member of Anext, Zach, and the flypaper was always part of the of the Buzz's arsenal. So thanks for responding to me on that. A uh, couple of cool names that we uh, that I also mentioned that are on this letters page. Uh, Matt K, a.k.a. Venom, a.k.a. the mod from the message board. And then John Corner, uh, a.k.a. the namesake of uh, Chris was also had a letter published in that issue. So that was issue 72. What? Where did Kelly go? Did we lose Kelly? Uh, I think we lost Kelly. No idea what happened. Um, hey, sorry. I don't know what happened. It's like, it's saying no internet, but that's, that's weird. That is weird. So and I cannot not... hear you because it's past 10 o'clock. Give me one second. Oh, no. All right. So we got. There we go. All right. I can hear you. Yeah, that was so weird. Um, I feel like. Feel like someone reset the router on me. Oh no! So. Oh we'll no! See. That was yeah, weird. It, it just keeps saying that there's no internet. I don't know why. So uh, I, I read the letter. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Matt and John from the Spider Girl Message Board were also on there, and uh, they got letters published too. So uh, that was really odd. But uh, we're. Uh, we'll take some questions and some comments. I do want to mention we don't have any voicemails, but if you want to leave us a voicemail, it is 818-925-6631. And if you want to leave us emails, which we don't have any, uh, make my mayday at gmail.com. That is Kelly. And then you can reach me, Spidude Radio Network at gmail.com as well. Follow us on our social medias like uh, at make my mayday on Twitter. One second. I'm going to jump back. I think right. it's back. Maybe Let's allegedly, see. allegedly her, her internet is back. So, so I'm saying, so legitimately somebody reset the router without telling me when they knew I was recording is what it seems like. Oh, uh, room, room. Nope. Babes. Never mind. Internet's down again. What the heck? All right. Maybe never mind. A, <laughs> keep it's, going. A Com, it's a Comcast issue. Um, so thanks Comcast. Uh, but yeah, no voicemails, no emails so far. Uh, any, any final comments? 
Uh, Vagman said he sent an email today. If it, was, if it was after 10 a.m., it is not being read today. Yeah. Uh, we will read it next episode, Vagman. So. Uh, Ryan said he left one recently, but it maybe didn't go through. Go ahead and, and resend it to both. Like if you guys send, if you guys send like Kelly and emails, like go ahead and CC me on it. That way we know we get it uh, with the other one. So uh, that way, in case internet problems or something like that, I can always add it in. And so we'll go from there. We'll we'll read definitely read emails next episode. Um, so yeah, do you want me to go ahead and do the next episode blurb, Kel? Well, what do you want? Or do you want me to? Sorry, I can barely hear you. What? Do you want me to do the next episode blurb? Yes, please. Well, hold on. Let me see if I still have it pulled up. Okay. All right. It is not reset, so I do have it. So, next episode is going to be Spider Girl 75. We're three fourths of the way there on the original run, which is crazy. Um, so, we're going. We're going to go through issue 75 to 79 next time we record. So we'll finish this story with a black tarantula um, completely next episode and see exactly who Alon really is, as well as some costume changes and new characters. It's a turning point for Spider-Girl and a lesson in knowing who you put your trust into and may finding out exactly what kind of hero she really wants to become. Um, I also want to at least mention that, again, we're not recording until probably the second week of October. I'm sorry about these extended breaks. This one is my fault, uh, but it is because I need a much-needed vacation. And so, yeah, so we will be back uh, to start off the last quarter of the original run. Uh so Ryan's going to get us that uh, Brad Miller melt thing going in a week or two. Um, sorry, guys. We didn't get to read your emails this episode. Um, so Neil has a quick question. Uh, would you read a Mayday slash Jeff crossover about tackling a goblin cult? I would. Okay. Uh, when he first said that, like ready for the crossover, I would love a crossover with Jeff and Mayday, but I would mostly basically what I'd want is like, Gwenpool showing up into 982 with Jeff and letting uh, May have Jeff as her emotional support land shark for a while because girl deserves uh, a break from everything she got put through and like to have like a good fourth wall from Gwenpool um, because if anyone doesn't know that character is named Gwyneth Pool and she comes actually from our world and um is a you know gets sucked into a comic essentially and so that's her wild romp and since she originally did have jeff the land shark i would like to see her steal jeff from deadpool and go to 982 and just let everyone from 982 love on jeff the land shark and see how cute he is because they all need a break and that would just be adorable and because i'm 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 kind of done with like the super high stakes things with them. I think, uh, I, I think they've been through enough. Yeah. So Vinkman says you absolutely deserve that vacation. Have a spooktacular birthday, Kelly. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Kelly's going to go celebrate her birthday. Um, meanwhile, I'm going to be wrapping up the first season of 
Spider Experience. We're wrapping up the Nick Spencer run. Uh, that's a big milestone event, and then we will start head headstrong into the Ben Riley era. Oh God, we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the next recording here on the channel will be the the latest episode of Spider Experience. And then we will have our first episode of Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast released on our front page of Spidey-Dude.com. So that is our newest show here on the network. Um, of course, you can always watch our other shows or listen to other shows on your favorite podcatcher like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, like our shows like Clone Saga Chronicles, which would that would be a good show to listen to if you've never read anything or been around Ben Riley or anything like that. Um Spectacular Radio covers uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. This show, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Classics, cover the classic stuff uh, from the Lee Ditko and Ramita eras. And season two is going to be coming very, very soon. Uh, very excited about that. And so stay tuned for more on our Patreon page. We'll have some more stuff up there. And uh, we'll be doing commentaries later on this fall. I'm thinking probably early November is when we're going to start doing that show and doing it just for the patreon subscribers so that is exciting to all that so go to patreon.com slash spidey dude network become a member and uh we will make that available to all our five dollar uh, tier subscribers so uh hopefully you guys will enjoy that and we will definitely uh, see you guys in about a month second week of october uh be sure to follow us on our socials at Make My Medi on Twitter, at Spidey Dude Radio on Twitter, at Spidey Dude Network on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we will be utilizing all those things. You can follow Kelly uh, at kmcdaniel28 on Instagram as well. Um, be sure if you're listening to us on your favorite podcatcher, give us a five-star review. Give us a like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. And um, yeah, so don't forget the notification bell as well. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys very, very soon here on Make Mind Mayday. Good night, everybody.